You're listening to The Study Hub on RTE Radio 1. Episode 10, Irish Paper 2. Drive Time on RTE Radio 1 with Sarah McInerney and Cormac O'Hara. Good evening and you're very welcome into the study hub. This evening, as news has just broken in the last half hour or so, that the ASDI has announced that it's withdrawing from discussions on the Leaving Cert pending, as their statement said that we just got, a guarantee that the talks will focus on the Minister's stated objectives of planning for examinations and scoping out a corresponding measure. The statement goes on to say that it is in their view unacceptable that a plan is being developed which will effectively see students preparing for two versions of a Leaving Cert and that the approach being developed would not provide the means meaningful Leaving Cert experience that this cohort of students deserve. So what does all this mean for students? Well, we're going to try and figure that out for you and we'll, of course, keep an eye on that. We'll discuss it in a minute. But also this evening, we to play Pauper, though tonight we cover the course for Paper 2 Gaelga with all the P's, poetry, prose, poems and all the other stuff that doesn't actually begin with P. So enough that's Gaelga and Aisleas Shaw and see if it reminds you of the summer and the Gaeltacht and fun with your friends. Remember that. So like my The students at Cloche de Lurgan and the talented Shulin with their version of Avanti's Wake Me Up and it's a real highlight every summer and I wonder if we'll get back to those days again when they release their songs. But now we know that between the studying and the snow, well, alleged snow, the freezing cold weather, you're all stuck to your desks and not moving and the step count is low. So shortly, we'll be offering you a live mini PE class right here on the radio to get you moving. So no excuses. We want you to think about this song. Our invitation to you this evening to get out and away from the desk and get physical or maybe stay at your desk and see if we can get you physical there because celebrated footballer and far more importantly for us here in the study hub, PE teacher at St. Mel's in Longford, Mickey Quinn, will be sharing some top tips with us about the importance of exercise. And in the meantime, we're keeping an eye out on those developments. Um, uh, but we're welcoming your questions and your texts in this evening for Irish Paper 2 because with Irish Paper 2, it currently stands from Morty O'Dearon's beautiful poetry to the drama of Trail. It is a fascinating and imaginative paper and it even offers students the chance to study a fantastically dark short film called Coca Millish. Now this film starts Brendan Gleeson and Charlotte Bradley and they're strangers on a train and it's a cracking scale where Brendan Gleeson plays a visually impaired man who annoys his fellow train passengers so much when he's ploughing through his slice of a Coca Millish of a sweet cake. She takes the ultimate revenge on him, taunting him that there's a paste, a worm in his cake. So here to get you into the mood is a little slice of Coca Millish. Top taste on. Hmm? Second taste on. Paste? Card. In the hawk and minish. In the hawk? Oh, yes. Gonna say hard as she's in. To that, you know, Bond's out again. He'll go to show him the goalie. Huh? It's a good girl. Huh? He'll. Uh, Grabono black yes. Black? 
Frederick Gleeson and Charlotte Bradley there and Jennifer Keegan's excellent short film, dark film from 2001 that you think was on the, this year's course. So to guide us through Pauper though this evening, we are joined on the line now by Ethna Coyne. And Ethna is a teacher at Presentation College, Athen Ryan Galway, and she's also the ASDI subject representative for Irish. Ethna Foltoshtach. Now, well, we started the news this evening about the ASDI concerns that the current Leaving Cert proposal, that they're not viable. What do you make of this? That's right. Um, Just after hearing the announcement there that uh, ASTI have left the talks, um, unfortunately, we're just going to see how that's going to plan out. But the feeling is that uh, the plan is being developed, which will effectively see students preparing for two versions of a Leaving Cert with calculated grades being the dominant option and the the Leaving Cert exams filling in the assessment gaps and the ASDI have left on the basis of the fact that they feel that uh, the traditional Leaving Cert has been relegated into a secondary position. So the statement makes that very clear that that is their position, that they, they feel that the Leaving Cert needs more weight in these talks, the traditional exam. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think uh, really from feedback from students and uh, teachers alike that Certainly, you know, we know that there have to be modifications and there have been modifications in terms of even the second or popular though that we're going to discuss and the bail trail. Uh, But really, it's just a little bit of a grey area at the moment and there's certainly more collaboration and more talks to be had on the subject and more clarification. Well, I think students listening to us this evening really would need that reassurance because already glancing at the screen, I think people are are cross. And I mean, every night on this programme, I talk about the uncertainty around the Leaving Cert and this has added yet another note of uncertainty. That's right, yeah. And uh, I think we there's no room for anxiety, further anxiety for students. We're all in agreement there, really. So um, clarification as soon as possible. That's what, you know, that's the mantra. And we're sticking to that, certainly. You know, they need to know they're going to be going back to school um, in a, on a phased basis. Um, and the ASTI are certainly in agreement with that. But we'll just have to wait and see what becomes of, of these talks now. OK, well, look, we're going to carry on with paper two as we knew it yesterday and this morning, if you know what I mean. And this paper course exploring the literary and cultural side of the curriculum. Just remind us again, how long is it and how many marks are up for grabs here, Ethna? Well, I'd have to say, first of all, it's a lovely paper. I'm very, um, I suppose I'm very enthusiastic about Gwilia, moreover, Skrudike um, in the first place. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're focusing on the culture and the development of Grothenthianga and certainly paper two reflects this. But uh, first of all, down to the figures of it, it's, it's worth 200 marks. Um, so it's worth more than the paper one in that respect. Um, and we start with the sequence of the questions on the paper is that uh, there are two Leifishkinsi, two comprehensions first, each worth 50 marks. Um, and uh, generally speaking, students like this part of the paper. It's very accessible and uh, they find that the marks can be picked up quite quite quickly there. Um, just, I suppose, the advice would be to read it and reread it and read it again um, to use your highlighters in terms of picking 
picking out the key words and the you know the sources of information um, and just to approach it calmly and generally it depends on the student of course but generally uh, students tend to begin with the Leifishkinsi so that they can get into the mood of the paper and get into the swing of and it just puts them into more they, they become more comfortable with the with the exam it's a nice positive way to start the exam yeah there's nothing like getting those first early points into the bag as such exactly exactly <laughs> yeah yeah now, and you know a hundred points there for the taking so you're halfway through the the full total of the the accumulation of the marks there when you have your two lay fish can see done listen we love that so then they're going to move on to prose daunting enough five different genres here and no choices really here remind well, us again actually now with the new um the new modification as well as the screw the kind said they are given a choice traditionally they wouldn't have been given a choice a lot of teachers are commenting that it should go back to this system and this system should remain that they would have an internal choice between um in the prose between one genre and another so there are five genres in the prose um you mentioned cockamillish there in the lead up it's uh, great that's your uh, they like that. Now, there is a choice between Cochamlish uh, or Las or which is a drama by Kathleen Maud, who also, who also wrote on Sreel, the one of the optional dramas in the Litsioch Thresha. Uh, but Cockamillish is the more popular and uh, you see Brendan Gleeson and Charlotte Bradley there in the main roles. The uh, Gerskan on itself was written by Brian Lynch and uh, a lot of the themes in it, it's dark enough and uh, generally because it's the genre is film, they would have to be familiar with the, the terminology associated with film like tian set, close-ups and uh, the symbolism, the symbolism of the train, uh, themes such as Mauritlantia, and of course, always in the prose, you look at the characterization, it's Treha, Agsna Parsna, Egsula there as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's a very accessible part of the paper and it's one that they like, they enjoy spending time on it in class and so on. But uh, it's, it's very easy to prepare for that really. There's nothing uh, unusual to be expected on that question in any of this paper really. Um, and I think that you know well certainly none of it can be left out and that goes without saying you <laughs> which have is to always cover the question everything. you know that yeah no and now unfortunately but that said you know uh with the proper preparation and the preparation has been put in there um in most cases so uh they do they love they love paper two more so actually than paper one which has the ash in it and they spend a lot of time stressing over what choice of ash they are going to come up but this is straightforward now can i ask you about how much should i write because you know they get obsessed with the old word count as they go along what's your steer around that what's your advice I to students I know well yeah it's it's one of those questions and they, they seem obsessed with it how obsessed, many pages yeah. you know and well first of all pages can be misleading because of the structure of the actual answer book because the margins are different and um, you know what looks like a page and a half in your answer book in the exam is actually probably only your your, your standard a four page in the classroom so just be aware of that um, but uh, generally speaking about three pages of your normal A4 sheet um, for the prose question but again you know to do, it's to do with the uh, it, it's, it depends on the student themselves as well you know and how much they're prepared to write and just to make sure that you're answering the question is the main thing and to highlight the key words in the question if there are two parts of it to make sure that you address both parts and that you keep referring back to the the keywords in the question and that you refer to them again in your summary at the end. 
Now, let's talk about poetry then. Five poets here, some beautiful poetry here. And I know you were saying, you know, typical questions can be things like sail, like a see her nephila, those kind of questions. Maybe give us a little bit of a sense of the advice you're giving students around uh, preparing for that poetry question. Okay. Um, again, uh, the poetry question is—it's um, really—it's it, lovely. Um, you know, you could you could you could study those poems because they're so beautiful and because you think you it's know, all po- beautiful, Ethna. I do. I do. You're, I do, I'm you're a biased, huge fan but... of this paper. What was your line? You said people who love languages love this paper. Go on. <laughs> I absolutely. Well, I mean, I, 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 some of the more modern poets um, that are on the new junior cert curriculum, I suppose. Well, I can't say anything bad about anything, but. Uh, I just have a particular fondness for Martin O'Dearon and Park Maxivna, Kaitsley Maud, Nolan Yeronil. I mean, they're they're just you know they're they're genius as far as I'm concerned, and you know their literature their literature will live on. It's timeless. But anyway, in respect to uh, preparing yourself for the the questions on the paper, they are per, they're pretty predictable. Again, the theme, and you know there is there is an approach whereby you could have you know a page prepared or even half a page. Uh, uh, about what exactly is scale and dawn, what is the tachtracht and dawn, and that's again to do with team, and the mochuchon come up very regularly again, and the last question about sila, gesir, onila, as you mentioned there, uh, that has been given extra marks in recent years, um, so they're they're really trying to do their best for the students, there are marks there for the taking basically, and just to, to, to realise that you must mention the published works of the poet as well in that seal and see her, we're often inclined to think, you know, in the case of Martin O'Dear and Wokshe Gagali, he moved to Galway and he moved then subsequently to Dublin and in Vioignesar, but, you know, just to make sure that you have the names of the publications that's required as part of that answer. Now, on Thrill, you know, drama on Clogus Coil of Bointlish and Drama Shaw, August Bajag Makesh, we shall come here soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, on Shreel, again, it's, you have an option here. There are uh, a number of texts there. You have a Hignot, Titzer and Torith, Yermadog's Grania, Gotha by Leo Lilish. But on Shreel has become very popular in recent years, set in the 60s. Again, the questions are very predictable. Characterization, I would say about the characterization there, don't forget the Milnchark there, because there are minor personalities who play a role in that they present, they represent positivity, Darfocht. Uh, in the in the play also because generally it focuses on how society has failed this girl who is marginalised because of the situation she gets herself into. So you were saying as well, you know, think a lot about the cultural context of all this work, you know, how yeah, all these works, the context in which they were all written and created and composed. Yeah, absolutely. And with Lundstriel, we're inclined to, or they're, they're inclined to simplify it and blame the Catholic Church. Um, but that's not really the case. I mean, there's and everybody's responsible. And to be able to list the examples of that fragrachus and how they were negligent in terms of their responsibility towards this main character, Marnie Hasse. OK, well, look, Ethna, I think we are going to say goodbye to you for a few minutes and we're hoping that you'd stay near the line there um, and that we'll come back to you with a few of the questions that are coming in on 5151 for you. Uh, is that OK, Ethna? You're still there with us? Bear yeah, with us. Yeah, I'm in shock. Yeah, I'm in shock. 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 I'm
them as homeschooling continues. And the Tech to Students initiative by Camera Education Ireland and Trinity Access is trying to build and bridge that digital divide so that nobody gets left behind. And they are appealing to people and businesses to donate laptops and in partnership with RT. They're hoping to get 5,000 devices to those who need them most. And there's other organisations involved as well as RT and PUS, the ESB, NUI, Galway Access Centre and Rethink Ireland. But this is where you can come in. Tech to Students has been repurposing laptops and Chromebooks for students and desk schools in direct provision for adult learners in vulnerable groups as well as youth groups such as Feroig and Uncusson. But just to say they are looking for laptops or Chromebooks that are no more than five years old. So bear that in mind, please. But if you can help, it would be great because we're not out of this lockdown yet. And even when we are, it'll make such a difference maybe to a young person in your own community. So think about the students there. Uh, and for further details on the types of devices and where to send them, you can see techspace.ie. Well, now, while we're mostly focused on the Leaving Cert here on the Study Hub, we do know that Junior Cert students are working very hard too. And this weekend's Shakespeare and Sunday is for you. And this is Valentine's weekend. So it's all about romance. And yes, even buried in the textbooks, you can find a little love. On Sunday, RT Television will show the classic 1978 version of Romeo and Juliet from the Junior Cert syllabus. And for the romantics amongst you, really, is there anything more romantic than the famous balcony scene from the play? Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name. Or if thou wilt not, be but sworn my love and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Shall I hear more, or shall I speak of this? Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's Montague? It is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. O Romeo, doff thy name, and for thy name which is no part of thee, take all myself. There you go, the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. And can you ask for more on Valentine's weekend than that? Well, now, as we heard earlier, the ASDI has withdrawn from talks with the Department of Education aimed at coming up with a solution for examining this year's Leaving Certificate students. And I'm joined now on the line by Anne Piggott, President of the ASTI. Anne Piggott, good evening to you. Um, some shockwaves really from this news this evening. Can you start by telling me why have you withdrawn from these talks? Right, so last week, Minister Foley announced a new phase of planning for the state examination to include the provision for Leaving Cert exams and also to explore a corresponding non-exam process. Now, we've been in talks for several days and we don't feel that the talks are reflecting that announcement. Um, We don't feel that we are where we should be and we need to give reassurance to students that if the exam does not go ahead or developments have to be cancelled due to the pandemic, a choice or safety net would be available. That was our understanding, and that has not happened. Um, With the talks we found ourselves in, we're centrally focused around calculated grades, and that seemed to be the way it was going. Now, on Friday evening, the the talk was about this kind of twin-track approach, and it seemed in the wording that both approaches were kind of, you know, getting parity of esteem, as it were. But you're saying now that you feel over the last, what, few days that calculated grades was getting more of the talk, was more of the highlight? Calculated grades have been taking first place and the secondary position is the traditional leaving cert. Now, we would have been in favour of some sort of modified exam paper, um, but we certainly can stand over an exam where it's just calculated grades. And the problem that we have found as we have spoken through this and the more we have explored is that very little data appears to be available. 
I take your point on that, but I suppose you've already said the word reassurance. I mean, every night on this programme, we get texts from students who are talking about, you know, living in a swirl of uncertainty. It is hard maybe to see this evening how reassurance kicks in on this. Like, what is the next step for you if you're saying that it's about the traditional leaving cert mainly for you? Well, not necessarily. We're willing to explore other options. And as I said, that was the point. We were meant to explore a corresponding non-examination process. But that doesn't have to be calculated grades based on no data, with no proper standardisation, where everybody is marked in different ways, even if they've no work or lots of work. Um, we can't stand over that. And so uh, we, we, we have figured out that it would be really a guesstimation. We would guess rather than estimate from any work we have. And it would be very confusing and a very confused process. We are willing to look at alternatives, but we would like something that might be made up of some assessments that might be externally assessed along the way. There has to be a parallel and there has to be consistency and equivalence. I suppose the interesting figure for many of us looking at this issue, Anne, is that when you when the students from last year's cohort were offered the option of doing written exams in November, the vast, vast majority of them didn't do it. I mean, the number was, what, 2,000, roughly 2,200, I think, students uh, sat papers in November. So it's looking at that, you had to kind of walk away and say, well, obviously, the vast majority of students were, and in the end, after all the talk and all the analysis, were satisfied enough with the calculated grade process. And I was saying at the time, I presume that data was going to be used for this year. So the calculated grade system did work to a degree for last year's cohort. What is the problem with it? It worked to a degree and last year they had left school, they didn't go back, so at least teachers weren't under pressure um, in that respect. This is different. This is still much earlier. So is the fear, the fear is the relationship, the fact that you kind of have to look at the whites of the eyes of the students in a way that they didn't last year? Is that a concern? There are several concerns. It was a real ad hoc, um, give numbers. There was no standardisation. In a normal Leaving Cert exam, there's a marking scheme. Everybody is marked fairly. They're all marked the same. This year, it will be teachers in all over the country giving their own marks and nothing is standardised against each other. The problem that happened subsequently last year is when there were standardised, good students lost college places and others who maybe should have um, not got marks which were as high um, it, it just wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't level, it wasn't equivalent. And really what, what we think as well, students now won't have to choose immediately what they want. So what's going to happen is you'll have students ready for calculated grades, but also ready for a leaving cert just in case that doesn't work out. So effectively they will be studying for two leaving certs um, in, in the time left in school. So what is the situation at the moment is that this twin track approach that we're aware of was the kind of the traditional leaving cert mixed with the calculated grades process, right? You're saying now that actually there are other options again available possibly that should be explored. You are mentioning external exams. So you do, there is a kind of, there's a trust you think in the traditional exam setup. You want some sort of exam hall experience for these students. Is that the point? Well, that would be an option for the students where they could go and do their traditional exam and then they would also have their orals and practicals externally marked. Now, it's also interesting that the State Exams Commission have not advertised for examiners for orals or practicals or written work this year, which means was the intention ever to do them. Um, Teachers, again, might be marking them, even for the students who would choose the written exam, that they, some of the students then would be getting calculated grades within that process, which wouldn't be their choice. Um, if there is a, there were several options on the table. When we went talking, we are talking about calculated grades. We need to explore other options. 
And if we are going it down a different road, we want some sort of standardisation. And we need to re-establish the focus on meaningful talks and a meaningful experience. I, I hear what you're saying about meaningful talks and meaningful uh, positions on that. But I suppose what's confusing for people is that the statement and the, the wording around it this evening, it seems quite black and white that you're withdrawing from these talks. Surely that could have been just informed the conversations you were having anyway behind closed doors. Why did you have to go kind of public with this this evening? Because we have been at these meetings, several meetings now, and we have pointed out several problems. As I said to you earlier, the more we expose the problem, the more we spoke about it, the more the problems involved were exposed. I don't think any other alternative was being listened to. And that is why we chose to withdraw. And it is a big media story. Well, just to say the Department of Education have issued a statement. It's just been handed to me now. And they say that they are taken aback. It is taken aback and disappointed at the ASDI's decision to withdraw from the talks regarding the Leaving Cert. It adds that in a statement, it says that at no stage of discussions today did the ASDI indicate their intention to take this action. It said that the minister and her officials would continue to engage with all educational uh, representative bodies and they're looking for fairness and certainty. Do you take that point that they say that at no stage of discussions today did the ASTI indicate their intention to take this action? What do you make of that? We had a meeting earlier this morning and we reflected on the meeting afterwards and all the other meetings we have had and it really seemed to us that it was pointless remaining in those talks when they didn't stand up for the standards that we expect from a leading cert. So you last met with the Department of Education when? Earlier today. So you did meet them this morning. You sort of quietly left the room to do have your own reflection. You didn't intimate to them this morning that you were at the depth of your unhappiness? Uh, we, we have constantly pointed out that we didn't think much of what was being done here was viable. We're worried about the standards. We're worried about the lack of data. And we're worried about the fact that students might not be motivated if they choose to do cat-based grades immediately. Um, there are just so many problems. We're worried about standards. We're worried about the fact that there is no training, no marking scheme, no marking scheme. We don't know where we stand with project work. And we have always pointed out problems and we have reflected on that throughout the afternoon. So what you would say to me is that the mood music in the room, it was clear from the mood music that the ASTI weren't happy, but you hadn't just stated in black and white terms to the department that you were going to withdraw, reflect and then issue the statement this evening. No, but we have informed them since. Okay, did you tell them before you released the statement publicly? Yes. Okay, so they they say they're taken back and disappointed. I'm just wondering, in terms of the students who are the most important people in the middle of all this, who are, you know, as you know, battling books and studies and uncertainty and all that at their desks, what is next here? Because it seems there's a breakdown of trust maybe between these partners. What's next? What What is your plan tomorrow moving onwards? Well, we need to get a proper system where, where students can have proper marks, not just made-up numbers with no basis and not grounded in any sort of reality or any externally marked assessment. We need solid um, We need solid ground for finding results in moving forward. We can't do them when many schools have no data available to them at this stage. So you're calling the calculated grades a series of made-up numbers? Well, it could well be. If there, if there is no data in schools, where is the data going to come from now? And you, teachers will be in class teaching for a traditional exam and also preparing maybe for calculated grades model. Um, as I, I pointed out, all the difficulties throughout this interview. Um, but we, we would like some sort of a parallel process that is clear and open and fair and transparent and that everybody can stand over to have educational standards. 
Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a short notice this evening, and Piggott, that was Anne Piggott there for President for the SDI, clarifying their position and their statement this evening. And that's our lot here on the Study Hub on RT this evening. We will be back with you on Tuesday, where we'll be looking at Matt's paper two, I think I'm right on that, and ag science indeed as well. So start getting your questions and comments into us now on email at studyhub at rte.ie. 